I won't give up. I'm still trying to sleep with Jimmy Carter ever since his wife died. It's the I Can't Complain podcast. The grand scheme of things, I, I can't complain. 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 Who's gonna complain? Huh? Him? I'm gonna sit here and complain. Why are you looking at me like that? He's a single 99-year-old ex-president. Of course I'm interested. Welcome to the show. My name is John. Happy President's Day. It's President's Day 2024. Jimmy Carter's in hospice. And a direct quote from his grandson says, After a year in hospice on a daily basis, we have no expectations for his body, but we know his spirit is as strong as ever. Well, you might not have expectations for his body, but I sure as hell do. I'm sleeping with Jimmy Carter and you can't stop me. As long as it's consensual. Exactly, Jessica, as long as it's consensual. Oh, thank goodness. For a second there, it sounded like you were going to rape the president. I wouldn't do such a thing, Jessica. I'm not a rapist, plus I have too much respect for the office of the presidency. Great, that's great to hear. I'm glad you have so much respect for the man you won't rape him when he's bedridden. No, I couldn't even imagine doing something like that. This is about respect. Thank you for your service to our country, Jimmy Carter. I'll fight anybody that comes between me and Jimmy. I don't care. And they said, John, don't let your mouth write a check that your ass can't cash. Little do they realize that my ass is a certified check cashing location. When my ass turned 18, I sent it to banking school. My ass graduated at the head of the class. You don't know my ass. I do have a few checks here. Let's test this out. Not during the show, Jessica. No checks in my ass during the show. One major benefit that everybody overlooks when I deposit checks into my ass, unlike an ATM, I don't have to insert the checks face up. Now, I will concede that if I deposit a check on Friday, sometimes it doesn't clear until Monday. But that's not really my ass's fault. That's the banking system. It's their fault. They're to blame. Yeah, it doesn't matter which direction it's facing. You can fit anything in here. Watch it, Jessica. That's my ass you're talking about. Why are you in such a bad mood? I saw someone wearing shorts yesterday, Jessica, in February. Wearing shorts in February disobeying the groundhog. I'm pretty sure the groundhog said six more weeks of winter. You put your goddamn pants back on. Going against Poxitani Phil? I never. That's what I said, Jessica. I saw this guy in shorts and I said, don't you know what the groundhog said? He said six more weeks of winter. You don't get to wear those shorts. And really, this is the problem with society. This is my problem with society. We have people out here thinking that they're smarter than groundhogs. You're not. You're really not. We've literally created a profession called meteorology to forecast the weather, and they're constantly wrong. We have trained professionals that have gone to school, and they still don't know what the hell they're doing. Now, a meteorologist, I have to assume because he has training that he knows more about the weather than I do, and he's always wrong. So how naive would I have to be to assume that I know more about the weather than a groundhog? Well, this is some complex math here, but I'm pretty sure you're the dumbest person in this equation. Exactly, Jessica. I'm dumber than a groundhog, and I realize it. And at some point, we've got to give it up to the groundhog. We've got to start showing Poxitani Phil a little respect. At least he didn't waste his time going to university. He knows that he doesn't need to go to college to learn about the weather. He says, pull me out of the box one morning in February, and I'll make my choice. I'll take my chances with a groundhog in a bad mood who just woke up over a meteorologist who's just had a cup of coffee any goddamn day. I will admit that siding with a groundhog over a trained professional, it does remind me a little bit of the people. They'll pick which sports teams get a win based on the color of the jersey or how cute the mascot is, and then they'll place their bets. They'll place their bets right alongside of the same guy who watches every game and knows all the players. And the person who never watches the sport and picked the Miami Dolphins to win because they like the cute look of the dolphin on the jerseys, they'll win the bet. 
I imagine that's how the meteorologists look down their noses at Poxitani Phil. Like, yeah, he might be right this year, but he doesn't know what he's doing. But at some point, we have to admit, I don't care if they know what they're doing or not. I don't care if somebody knows what they're doing. I just care if they're right. And sometimes, like it or not, the groundhog's right and he was right this year. I just found a news story. Poxitani Phil from Groundhog's Day a couple weeks ago. It looks like he actually predicted an early spring. Stop fucking with me. No, it's right here. Take a look. Groundhog predicts early spring. That's pretty cold here. Um, sometimes groundhogs are wrong. Irregardless, I still don't like seeing white men with pale legs walk around in public in February with khaki shorts on. Shit pisses me off. So yeah, I came home and I saw this asshole wearing these khaki shorts. I came home and I couldn't handle the thought, let alone the sight, of any more khaki shorts. I turned on the television, I'm trying to get the shorts out of my mind, and what came on? A commercial. A commercial for Young Sheldon. Do you guys know about this Young Sheldon? How old is this kid? He's been on TV for eight years. At some point he should grow up, but he doesn't. He just stays young. It's unbelievable. This shit's been on CBS for so goddamn long, they should just change the name to Grown-Ass Sheldon. In the first episode of Grown-Ass Sheldon, Sheldon finds himself alone in the world for the first time. And when his power bill is overdue, he's forced to sell his ass on the streets because he's never attended school because he spent way too much time filming this TV show. Young Sheldon's going to be perpetually young because you won't let him grow up. Let him grow up! Now, I'll be honest, I don't know what he becomes because I'm pretty sure Young Sheldon is the precursor to the Big Bang Theory and I didn't watch the Big Bang Theory, so... I don't know what becomes of Young Sheldon, but it's not looking good for him. It's really not. Well, evidently, this is the last season of Young Sheldon, so if you want to watch it, you gotta hurry. Oh, they're letting him grow up, Jessica? Evidently, they're letting him grow up. Well, that's probably a good decision since the child actor that plays Young Sheldon is about ready to move into an assisted living facility. How many years has that show been on TV? Boy, you really are in a bad mood today. I thought this news would cheer you up. I thought it would too, Jessica, but it's not. Usually when CBS shows that have been on for a decade that I've never watched but hate on for some reason come to an end, it puts me in a good mood. But I'm not feeling it. All right, let's get down to the root of the problem. What's really the issue? Oh, the real issue? I'll tell you the real issue, Jessica. I've never had a good fried ravioli. Oh, that is a big issue. I have a fried ravioli story. Step off, Jessica. I'm talking about fried raviolis now. When I was 14 years old, my mom cooked us up a batch of fried raviolis. This is my story time, Jessica. You know I'm very passionate about fried raviolis. Have you guys ever had a really good fried ravioli? Because I haven't. I feel like the ravioli industry works extra hard to try and sell us these fried raviolis. And to be honest with you, I was fine with regular raviolis and I never felt the need to fry them. But it's America. I know that we'll fry anything. If another culture has a significant cultural food that's related to their identity, you bring it to America, we'll fry it. We'll fuck it up in a New York minute. But I tried one again recently. I keep trying these fried raviolis, and every time I try them, they're always dry, guys. They're always dry. How do you fry something and lock in moisture, and it's still dry as fuck? It's just disappointing. It's another one of life's disappointments. And this is right up there. This is about as big of a disappointment as I've had in my life, trying these fried raviolis. And truthfully, the longer I live, I realize it's not the big shit that'll fuck your life up. It's this little shit. It's not the cancer diagnosis that'll throw you for a loop. It's being served a plate of shitty raviolis. The doctor comes in and he says, I'm sorry, John, you've got cancer. And I ask, where can I get fried raviolis around the hospital? And the doc looks at me in the bed and he hangs his head in shame and he says, I've tried them all over the city and I can't find a good one. 
And that's when I said just pull the plug now because I don't want to live in a world where the possibility of finding a decent fried ravioli doesn't exist. I'll keep trying them though and I'll keep you guys posted. I'm a glutton for punishment so I'll keep ordering fried raviolis and I'll keep being disappointed. We can only hope for his sake that Chef Boyardee didn't go to heaven so he doesn't have to witness this. Chef Boyardee's rolling over in his grave right now. Unbelievable. Speaking of graves, I don't know if anybody out there is listening to this show, dying of cancer right now, but uh, I don't know how to tell you this except that I'm going to have to send your ass to Chernobyl. With love? I just want to say it's with love. I'm sending your ass to Chernobyl with love because evidently, according to a news story, animals at Chernobyl have developed cancer-resistant immunity or some shit. Yes, evidently, if you have cancer, the cure is spending 10 years or more outdoors roaming around Chernobyl like a wild animal. Imagine the doctor telling you that's the solution. Like, hey, you got cancer, but there is a treatment. Uh, We're going to have to send your ass to Chernobyl and you're going to have to live outside. Evidently, the wolves living at Chernobyl have developed cancer-resistant antibodies, so you're going to have to move in with them, and you better hope they accept you into their pack. Never trust a wolf with anti-cancer properties wearing sheep's clothing hanging out at Chernobyl. That's what they say, Jessica. That's how the saying goes. I do want to take a moment here to be real. I want to thank my listeners. If you're terminal and you're listening to this show, if you're dying of cancer and you're choosing to listen to this show, thank you. Thank you. The rest of my listeners who are perfectly healthy... You can go fuck yourselves. If you're healthy, your time's not as valuable as people who are dying. So if you're dying and you're listening to this show, my hat's off to you. I only care if you listen once you're terminal. That's a real listener. You don't want old listeners. You want sick listeners. Exactly, Jessica. I want the sick and dying to listen to this show. All this talk about old people and death and it being President's Day, it reminds me that it's election season. Ah, yes, election season. It's kind of like the Olympics. It happens every four years. The only real difference between winning a presidential election and winning the Olympics is if you win a presidential election, you get to live in a house. If you win the Olympics, you ain't winning shit. You get a bronze medal, but try melting down a bronze medal and come back to me and tell me the training was worth it because it sure as shit wasn't. I trained my entire life for an eight second race. I won a bronze medal. I melted it down. It was worth $11. Of course, if you win the election, you don't get a medal at all, but I don't think either of our presidential candidates need it. They're both bronzed up already. You won't convince me that Donald Trump and Joe Biden don't go together to get spray tans. They meet up at the spray tan booth every Tuesday morning and just talk politics and get spray tans. I saw Joe Biden speaking recently and he was bronzed up like Mr. Universe. He looked like he had just walked off the surface of the sun. The dude couldn't even keep his eyes open. He was squinting to a point to where I couldn't even see his pupils, and he was more bronzed up than a 15-year-old girl in 2003 whose parents had bought her an unlimited tanning pass. But I've got to be fair to Joe Biden. Just because I can't stand to look at him or listen to him, I have to be fair. And I've got to call it like it is. Joe Biden, he's fucking up out here. There's not many rules for being a Democrat. Very few, in fact. One, if you're going to be a good Democrat, you have to act like you like homeless people. Two, you have to act like you like immigrants. And three, you've got to let people smoke menthol cigarettes. There's been a plan in the works for what seems like a decade now to ban menthol cigarettes, and I can't believe Joe Biden is actually stupid enough to plow forward with it. He's going to lose his inner city vote. You've got a lot of Newport smokers out there that'll vote Donald Trump in an instant because they ain't giving up their Newports. I listened to Joe Biden talk, and honestly, it sounds like he could use a nice menthol. At a recent speech, he was whispering. I couldn't hear the guy. It sounded like he could use a nice, soothing menthol cigarette. Somebody get Joe Biden a case of Newports. 
The only way to save menthols is to get Joe Biden hooked on these bad boys. And then on the other side of the aisle this election season, you've got this Donald Trump character. Maybe you've heard of him. He's fucking up too. They're both fucking up. Donald Trump has been ordered in civil court to pay $450 million. And there's talks of bankruptcy. Oh, bankruptcy, you don't say. Bankruptcy. Why the hell not? My country's nearly bankrupt. Why shouldn't my president be? The way it's looking, though, Donald Trump's going to be the first president in our long and storied history to have more personal debt than we have national debt. Are you excited yet? Because I'm excited. We have two presidential candidates perfectly capable of running this country into the ground how it's meant to be run into the ground. Hard and fast. All jokes aside, don't try and say I didn't warn you. Don't try and say that I didn't try and help the country. A year ago, I was telling you that I wanted AI to be my president and everybody laughed at me. They said, John, we have two humans here that are capable of being president. They're smarter than groundhogs. They know what they're doing. Fast forward a year and who's laughing now? Nobody's laughing now. We realize we're fucked and there's no way out. So if there's no way out, let's give these two what they deserve. Let's give Biden and Trump what they deserve. Let's elect them both. Fuck it. Let's elect them both. Let them run on the same ticket. Biden, Trump, 2024. That's who I'm voting for. Why choose between them when we can just have the worst of both worlds? Make them work it out together. They fucked it up. Make them fix it. The insane part is both of them have fucked it up beyond repair and one of them's getting back in and we know it. Two men that shouldn't be allowed on government property the rest of their lives and one of them's going to get to live in the White House. And maybe if it's Donald Trump, he'll take some shit with him when he leaves. Really, the best case scenario, since it's already gone to shit and it looks like it's going to continue to go to shit for the foreseeable future, the best case scenario, let's put them both in the White House and we'll turn it into a reality TV show. It'll be on every Tuesday night on TLC. Biden's oversleeping and Trump's bitching because the coffee's not warm in the morning. Biden's always disgruntled because Trump doesn't want to play bingo. He just wants to watch Fox News all the time. You want to talk about ratings. This show's going to pull ratings like you couldn't believe. It's going to pull better ratings than when Taylor Swift plays in the Super Bowl. One of the highest rated episodes is going to be when Trump orders too much Uber Eats and him and Biden have their first argument about finances. That'll be the last episode of the season and it'll crescendo with Trump ordering a Big Mac and receiving no special sauce on it. And he just gets angry, throws it at the wall. Biden's crouched down in the corner crying, talking about how Trump doesn't love him anymore. And they're both pissed because Joe can't remember where he put Don's copy of Rush Limbaugh's autobiography at. And much like the country, the television show's a mess, but it's doing record ratings. The TV executives are pleased, but they said, you know, there's one more thing we could add to this to make it extra special. Let's bring in Jimmy Carter for some sex appeal. See you next Tuesday. Bye. There's no nice way to say this, but if you're frequently microwaving something and then you have to take it out of the microwave and you have to remove that little film and you have to stir it and then you have to put it back in the microwave, if you're doing all of that on a frequent basis, your life ain't going great. It really ain't. I guess once we launch this reality show though, you'll have something to watch while you eat your TV dinner. Fuck job. Just get to watch Trump and Biden cohabitating the White House together. Right. We'll have to put infrared cameras in the bedroom. Maybe the next Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh, John. I think you could. If you think we're not filming the bang sessions, you're wrong. We're going to get to see full penetration. Biden and Trump. Fucking at last. Yes, you could. <laughs> Jimmy, if you're listening to this, Mr. Carter, just know that I'm loyal to you. 
I'm talking about Donald and Joe, but I don't want to fuck them. This dick's only for you, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Why am I asking these questions? You are no better. I've had it. Jason, you're to be a man instead of whiny little boy. Call me a whore. You call me a bitch. You sit on the DM chat line. You come into my bedroom when I'm asleep. Wake me up for a piece of ass. And as for Big Bird, you need to go back to Sesame Street, buddy. I can't complain. .com is the home of this program. We're found everywhere that you find podcasts and even some places where you don't. Happy President's Day. We had more laughs than a barrel full of monkeys here on the show today. And evidently, a barrel full of monkeys, they have a lot of laughs. The new study says monkeys have a sense of humor just like humans. No, you don't say. That's a new audience for me to explore. Evidently, I need to start marketing this show towards monkeys. It's going to be the exact same, except there's ads for bananas. I'll cook up something on the burn barrel. I'm going to go to the store right now. Let me know if you see anybody at the store with khaki shorts on, Jessica, so I can kick their ass. Careful, don't let your mouth... I know all about that. My ass is a certified check cashing location. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I love you. (laughs) 